Taylor was in my class when I used to teach uh, computer class, and uh, and I love the Lord, you know, and uh, and I I couldn't preach in class, but I tr- I tried to do everything I could to. So I used to have uh, I used to teach PowerPoint, right? And I used to have this background screen that had like God is holy on the background screen, and uh, so when we did presentations, that was it, right? I remember Taylor Taylor was in that class, and. Uh, yeah, I taught at Kalama School for three years, and uh, it was pretty cool, cool times. Saw Andrew Abistana there, and Taylor was there, and um, brother Mark, yeah, brother Mark. Um, yeah, yeah, it was good. Good times, bro, good times. Okay, milestone moment. Anybody else want to share one? One, two, nobody? Okay, good. We don't want self-volunteers. Um, okay, I want to talk about a milestone moment for um, that came towards the end. So we just celebrated Easter a couple weeks ago. Yeah, last week we talked about uh, Luke chapter 24 and how sometimes um, we talked about the event that morning, yeah? The third day after Jesus had been crucified and, and he died, uh, the third day he had prophesied that he would... Uh, come back to life yeah and the women had gone to the grave that morning with their herbs and their spices uh, to tend to the dead body the dead carcass of Jesus but uh, when they went in uh, there was no body there yeah only the linen and there were some angels there and uh, the angels asked them why do you look for the living among the dead yeah and last week we talked about um, why do we look for life in dead places we're looking for substance, we're looking for meaning, we're looking for identity, we're looking for purpose, every place other than God's word. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It says, in the beginning, yeah, in the beginning was, what? Was the word, and the word became flesh, and it dwelt amongst men. Like, in the beginning was the word, the word was Jesus, you know? The word, pre-creation, yeah, so the Father there in the beginning, yeah, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, pretty awesome, before anything else happened, yeah, um, and before anything significant happens in our lives, it would be great for us to recognize that the Father is present in ours, yeah, that the Father's present, I love Justin's uh, cornerstone moment, you know, the moment that she, uh, wasn't introduced to me but she was introduced to jesus you know and i love recently we posted her camp testimony i kind of like uh snipered her when she came up on stage at camp and the five or so kids that gave her testimony i was just on the side with my iphone just videoing them you know and the footage actually came out great and the sound came out great so we posted it online and her her parents was able to see it It was good yeah and um i know god is working in in jocelyn and and her parents' relationship in a healthy way. Um, but we have these cornerstone type of moments, okay? And I, wa- I want to read about a cornerstone moment um, that happened. Uh, anybody know what happened after resurrection? <coughs> yeah. The resurrected Jesus hung out on earth for about 40 to 50 days. Yeah. Like flesh, hands, holes, 
but redeemed and resurrected. Pretty awesome. Like Jesus actually sat down and ate food. The resurrected Jesus was hungry. That's pretty nuts, you know? I mean, I wonder if we get to eat in heaven. Probably, yeah. I know, right? I tell you. I'll totally be a fisherman in heaven. <laughs> if we are fishers of men here on earth, we get to be fishers of fish in heaven. Yeah. I know. I like that, huh? Okay. So the resurrected Jesus, yeah, he hung out and he talked. I mean, if the guys didn't get it before, they definitely got it after, you know? Like if they didn't understand Jesus before he went to the cross, I think they understood him after, you know? I mean, so much so that, you know, there's a debate like, is, is you know, was Jesus even real? You know, did he even raise from the dead? I mean, if it was a lie, it's pretty crazy that that many people would die for a lie, you know? I mean, think about the disciples, you know, Peter, like, he got crucified, but he didn't want to get crucified the same way Jesus did, so they told him, uh, hey, crucify me upside down, you know, like, I'm not worthy to be crucified the same way as Jesus was. Like, if Christianity was a lie, like, those guys are pretty dedicated to a lie, you know, what's the chances of not just one guy, but numerous men and women being persecuted for a lie, you know, chances are that it wasn't a lie that there was hand uh, uh, eyewitness accounts of people who said, man, we've seen Jesus live and he loved and he was crucified. And three days later, he came back to life and I saw him. You know, he ate and uh, he drank and he hung out with us and he taught about the kingdom of God. Yeah. So let's read about that. So Matthew chapter... 28. So we just read the last chapter of Luke. I want to read the last chapter of Matthew. So last week we ended with a question of where are you, where are you looking for life, you know? And what does the Bible say? Like, where is the big... Uh, big p purpose in the bible yeah what does the bible say is like good things that we can live for so matthew chapter 28 <clears throat> verse 1 i'm going to read the whole chapter while we're while we're here tonight we there matthew chapter 28 verse verse 1 now after the sabbath toward the dawn of the first day of the week mary magdalene the other mary went to see the tomb and behold there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he has risen. As he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. Uh, there you will see him. See, I have told you. Uh, so they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, greetings. And they came up and took uh, hold of his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, 
Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Uh, while they were going, behold, some of the guard, uh, verse 11, chapter 20, verse 11. While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told chief priests all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldier and said, tell, uh, tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while uh, we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, uh, we will satisfy him and keep, out, uh, keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed, and this story had been spread among the Jews to this day. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, uh, but some doubted. And Jesus said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you to the end of the age. Pretty awesome, yeah? Pretty awesome. The resurrected Jesus hanging out with them. This was a milestone type of moment. I mean, they had hung out with Jesus for about three years, you know, and seen him do some crazy things. And we know the stories. I mean, they thought he was going to be um, king, you know, king of the Jews, like not just in heaven, but on earth, that he was going to come back and overthrow the government, you know, and reign as uh, on high as king. But that same crowd that worshipped him on Palm Sunday, right, saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, come and rescue us. That same crowd, you know, five days later was yelling, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And it's pra cra crazy to think that, that Jesus was, uh, that was his destiny, you know. That was his destiny. Like he was created for that. So here on the, the far side of that, resurrected Jesus hanging out with his disciples, you know. Cornerstone type of moment. The moment when the resurrected Jesus revealed himself to them. And I would believe that that would be our type of cornerstone moments, yeah. That regardless of if we cannot find a milestone in our lives that are like, oh, I don't know, man, I definitely have some. One milestone moment is the moment when you came to realize that God is real, that he loves you, and that the sin that has separated you from him for all of your life has been atoned for on the cross. You came and you confessed with your mouth and you believed in your heart that Jesus is Lord, and then you started walking that way. Yeah, There's, there's nobody who's new here, you know, tonight. You guys are all believers. All been walking for a long time. Yeah. Remember salvation, you know? I think about that passage in, in Revelation where it says they overcame the evil one by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, you know? There's power in the fact that you remember, uh, I was once lost, but now I'm found, yeah? I was once blind, but now I see. Once I was faithless and full of sin, and now I am faithful and don't have as much sin, Amen? Like we have more of Jesus now than we did before. Amen? 
those are milestone type of moments. The fact that, you know, um, I remember a handful of years ago, I went to the Philippines, yeah, on a mission trip. This was, God kind of used that trip to bring me to, uh, to Waipuna. Um, and uh, I went there, and, and I got to share some messages with the, the Filipino people. And, and I would always ask God, like, God, what do you want me to share, you know? Like, what is the message you wanted me to share? And uh, pretty much what I shared them wasn't anything that they didn't know. Like, I felt like God told me, Kaibo, tell them that I love them, you know? And so I went around telling people, like, hey, don't forget, God really loves you. Something really simple, you know? Like, I flew, like, across the Pacific Ocean, you know, spent thousands of dollars just to get to them and tell them, like, hey, God is stoked on you. How do we know that? He sent Jesus Christ to the cross to, to pay the price for your sins. And because he paid the price for your sins, our lives should be different. Amen? So Jesus paid the price for the sins of these disciples, and immediately they saw the resurrected Jesus. And I'm telling you, their lives looked different. It was a milestone type of moment, meaning when they got to that moment, and after that moment, their life changed. When Jesus says, go and baptize and make disciples of all nations, teaching them all that they had observed. I'm telling you, those guys didn't take it like hypothetical. They took it literal. Amen? They took it literal. Like they're like, this is his last words. You know? Like this was a last word type of moment. They're hanging out with the guy who just overcame death. Like you talk about magicians, right, who break rules and trick us and deceive us yeah? and pull off crazy type of like things that were like how did that guy do that you know I don't know anybody like being dead like dead 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 you know not like fake dead but like dead in the tomb for three days dead you know I mean if if the crucifixion didn't kill him like Jesus probably would have lo- died from blood loss you know I mean as bad as the, the Passion of the Christ movie is, that was the glamorized form of, the glamorized form of what Jesus probably really did look like, you know? Like Jesus got beat hardcore. But to go from that slashing and, and, and bloody and like just demolished to having a, a clean and redeemed body, like, talk about that transformation, you know? Like, they saw Jesus, like, overcome death, but his body looked like it. Paul teaches um, in, in his letter to the Corinthian church, he said, if there's no resurrection, none of this happens. Because some of them were teaching that there is no resurrection from the dead, you know, that the dead aren't resurrected. And Paul's teaching them, he's like, if there's no resurrection, we're, we, sh- we as believers should be the most pitied of anybody else. He's like, it's all about the resurrection. It's all about the next. And Paul will teach that it's, it's almost like a seed. You know how a seed, you plant a seed and the seed produces this plant and this plant produces these like flowers and the flowers get like bloomed and then the, the flowers like further uh, seed the plant and then these fruits come. Like you're talking about the, the seed that died that produced the fruit. Like resurrection and a resurrected body is kind of like that transformation. Only thing uh, exponentially more. 
I mean, it's like the whole caterpillar and butterfly thing, you know? Like, that's crazy. I was watching, uh, what was that, Blue Planet, Planet Earth, or whatever, that National Geographic crazy, like, yeah, there's these, like, caterpillars who, for the winter, they crawl into the ground and they die, and then winter, like, passes, and then they come back to life, and then they, like, crawl up into the little cocoon, and they turn into butterflies, you know? I'm like, how is that possible? Like, they crawl into the ground, they die, and then the snow melts, and they come back to life. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, dead to cocoon to butterfly. I have this, can I, can I just get crazy right now? So I have this flower, okay? He's like, ooh, wow. Anyway, so I have this hibiscus tree, yeah, at my house. And it's, uh, hibiscus is, you know, pretty large. And it's so this full bloom, it's, in full, full bloom, it's yellow, and on the inside is red. I mean, you guys probably have seen that before. And, you know, it's pretty common. And just like this week, I walked pack, walk past one of the branches, because the tree is in bloom right now, and there's all these uh, full yellow hibiscus with red in the middle, right? Look at the next flower, full yellow with red in the middle, full yellow, red in the middle. And then there's this, this one branch that's only full yellow with no red in the middle. He's like, whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who even cares? I'm just thinking it's pretty cool, you know, from the same tree, yeah? There's no red in the middle of one, just one branch produces these flowers that have no red in the middle. They're just fully yellow. Come to my house, I'll show it to you, okay? But we talk about like seeds, you know, seeds that produce these plants, that produce these flowers, and we're like, we take those things for granted, You think about Jesus. I'm hoping that we never take him for granted. Like we talk about his life, death, resurrection, like we talk about the back of our hand, you know? Like it's real easy for us to think about the love of God and the fact that Jesus paid his all so that we could have life with him. And how do I feel? Like, like why do you guys say like, oh, how do you know I take it for granted? Well, I think we, like what we talked about last week, is we're redeemed, right? John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came to bring us life and life to the fullest. But we stop at the life part, and we don't think about the fullest part. I think a lot of us, all of us in here, all of our sins are forgiven. We're atoned for. If we died right now, I would think that every single one of us would end up in heaven, except for the person playing on their phone right now. I'm just saying that, okay? Anyway, okay? So for the most part, if you guys, you know, say lightning bolt came and struck and one of you guys died, I'm pretty sure that we would all go to heaven. Amen? But I don't think we've made the transition from just knowing that we've made it to heaven, that we, uh, our resurrected body is just like one breath away and we actually are living our lives here now looking for life in all the wrong places. So one of the milestone moments in my life was when I turned 30, which was like a year ago, you know. Um, you guys were like, what? Really? No. Sarcastic. sarcastic. Sorry, I'm not supposed to use sarcasm <laughs> in preaching, but anyway. So when I turned 30, yeah, 30 is a cool age, okay? For those of you who aren't even in your 20s yet, let me just tell you, if you get the blessing, and I hope that you guys will get to live till you're 30, 
okay? If not, I hope Jesus comes back, okay? Anyway, if you get to live to your 30s, it's pretty awesome because when you're a 20-year-old, uh, older people treat you like you're 15, okay? Like when, you, when I was a youth pastor and in my 20s, parents looked at me like I was 18. You know, they're like, this young guy knows nothing, you know? Um, and, and, I, and I probably didn't know a whole lot, okay? Um, but they treat, you that you're, they treat you like you're younger, you know? When you get to like 25 and you can rent a car, you're like, yeah, action. But parents are like, no, <laughs> not giving you my kids, you know? Um, but by the time you get to 30, you've already been doing something for a little bit. Like even though right now, like maybe you're 18, 19, 20, you know, or younger, and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. I'm telling you, by the time you're 30, hopefully you've got things kind of figured out, and you've already been doing some things for a while. So that when you speak, you're not just speaking like your own thoughts, but you th you're speaking out of some knowledge, yeah? some wisdom. Like I've tried some things, and I've done some things, and I got some experience. So when I got to 30, I was ecstatic, okay? Not everybody's ecstatic when they get to their 30s. I don't care. I love age. You know, guys are like, you're old. Shut up. I'm young. Ask the 50-year-old guy, you know. Uh, it's all perspective. I love, like, the different stages and milestones that God takes me to. So when I was 30, let me get to my point. You guys like, get to your point already. I remember having a prayer with God, and I said, God, these next 10 years, I want to go all out. Like, I don't want to reach 40 and feel like I hesitated at all. And that's my goal. So this coming, um, when is my birthday? Friday, okay? This coming Friday, April 17th, I'm going to turn 36, okay? Um, it's like, what? You're that young? My God, okay? Um, so this coming Friday, I'm going to turn 36, and that's my freshman year. Like, I have four years, okay? I have four years, um, till I reach that moment of dedication, you know? So I'm like, man, I got four years to, to do what it is that God, and I feel like I am. I feel like what I'm doing right now is what God has called me to do, but when, whenever or if God uh, wants me to do anything else, you better believe that my answer is going to be yes, God. Why? Not because I want to be cool, not because I just want to say that I'm all in, because I know that Jesus has resurrected from the dead and he has resurrected himself in me, how could I not live my life in any other way? Why would I want to waste my time doing anything else than living life to the fullest, amen? And I tell you, we live in a world full of lies, full of lies. There's, man, I see it all the time. I see it all the time. Parents grow up living lies, and then they try to pass that on to children sometimes. It worked for them, must work for you. Aunties, uncles, coaches. Even schools, man. You know, I taught at Kamehameha School for a while. I hang out at Seabury a lot, you know. I'm at Keikaoliki a lot with, you know, like the, the seniors and stuff. And, and when they talk about college, 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 college. Well, college is 
cool, and education is, is a must. Let me just say that. Like, we've got to get some education under us. But I tell you, without faith, all of that can be a failure. Because there's pride in intelligence. You guys, wait. I mean, I'm not sure how many of you guys uh, have experienced that this far, that, that much. But when you go to college, like, if you're smart, rah, that can be prideful, very prideful. Like, I went to a Christian school, and the guys who were brilliant, you know, like, sometimes they didn't hesitate to let you know that they were brilliant. And sometimes I feel like less of a person, you know. You ever around somebody, like, really, really smart, and you're like, oof, I'm just not going to. That was my outcome, okay? That was, that was my comeback. Like, I just wouldn't speak, because I know if I spoke, they would know how dumb I was. Okay? So if I hung around, like, really smart people, I just would, like, yeah. Talk about things that I do, like Hawaii, you know, and spearing fish that they didn't know anything about. Like, what's up, bro? What's up? But I'm telling you, there's lies in this world, yeah, that if we are unaware of who God is and what it is that he calls us to, we're going to live for a lie. Four years from now, when I reach 40, I don't want to look back and be like, dang it, I, I missed it that entire time. So let me speak to you high schoolers, yeah? There's that common quote, I wish I knew then what I know now. Like usually older people, like, man, I wish I knew four years ago what I know now. You know, seniors saying, oh, I wish I knew this when I was a freshman. Let me just tell you that you have a great opportunity to make a big impact on the lives of those that are with you now. Don't wait till, you know, you're out of school before you're like, I'm going to serve God then. Because I I, I say that one of the the most transitional times in your life is from uh, Christmas, your senior year, through the next five years. From Christmas, your 18-year-old, you know, till you're about 22, 3 I think it's some of the most transitional times in your life. In those times, you're going to decide, am I going to still go to church or not? Am I going to read God's word or not? Am I going to continue prayer or not? Am I going to live by the moral, biblical standards that I grew up knowing? Or am I just going to start doing my own thing? When I went to a Christian college, you know, uh, the, the school that I was at had a lot of rules. You know, like you couldn't drink, you couldn't smoke, and you couldn't like... And for me, I didn't care. I was like, well, big deal, whatever. You know, those weren't, weren't even rules for me. But for everybody else who was really playful and, you know, really uh, loved those things, like, you know, it was a hard time for them. And I still remember the last night of um, graduation. So graduation night, uh, college is, is a little bit different than high school uh, grad night. Um, at least that's what I thought. Um, I remember going to uh, this one house. My friend guys were, were throwing a little party and get together. And these are all friends that I had known for, you know, three, four years and, you know, never, never drank. And they were all pretty cool. And I went to this house and man, all these guys were like so ripped. And I was like, do I even know who you are? You know, like the last four years of your life, like where, was that all a lie? Like this whole time you're desiring to like, you know, uh, drink all the time and smoke and party. It was like that. Was it? Was that your real life? Like you were only behaving the way you were behaving because of the rules at the school, and I thought that was a shame. You know, I was like, oh man, I I just never knew. You know, 
I never knew you had that side in you. Man, when you are when you are from like 15 to 25 in that age group, you know, you're forming your behavioral patterns. You know, by the time you get to 20, you know, 21, 22, like hopefully by then you've already made some good choices. So it's kind of like a, a, a wide age group tonight that we're speaking to. But let me just tell you, man, Jesus went to the cross not just to forgive us of our sins, but to give us the power to live the life that he's called us to do. And regardless of what it is you're doing with your time, make time to serve the Lord. Amen? Amen? Everybody in here, if you're grateful for the salvation that you have in Jesus, if you're grateful that you're, if you died tonight, you would end up in heaven, make time to serve the Lord. Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, came back and said, hey, don't waste your time, boys. Make disciples. Amen? Don't waste your time. Make disciples. Like what is a disciple? Somebody who follows. And specifically, somebody who follows the teachings of Jesus. How are you going to make a disciple if you don't know what his teachings are? Amen? Like you got to know how to pray. You got to know a little bit about God's word. Amen? You got to know how to hear and, the, and feel the move of the spirit in your life. I believe that every single one of you in this place has enough to start making a disciple. Remember Pastor Paul Geronimo, the Filipino guy who comes sometimes and he preaches? Remember his testimony? He said, when I became a believer, man, I just wanted to tell everybody. I didn't know the Bible. I just knew one verse. So I was a one-verse preacher. All he knew was John 3.16, you know? And then he learned another verse, and then he was a two-verse preacher. Like, for the most part, none of you in here are young in your faith. You guys know, like, the, God, the good news. What is the good news? That God is holy and sinless, yeah? Man is full of sin and not holy. <laughs> Amen? Yeah, God is holy and sinless. Man is not holy and full of sin. And there is a problem. What is the problem? That man was separated from God because of our sin. And we know that that problem was taken care of on the cross through Jesus Christ, right? We talked about that last week, the blood of Christ. The blood was spilt so that we could be forgiven of our sins. And so what is the only thing that separates us from God? Sin. Sin that was taken care of the cross, so now we can have relationship because there's no more sin, amen? That's why when we pray, God hears us. That's why when God speaks and he wants to speak and he wants to get a message across to you, you're going to hear it. Why? Because there's no more barrier of sin. Do you sin? Yes, you sin. But God makes it a way for you to, it's just like getting, it's like you're a part of the family, but you got to still shower. Amen? You guys are like, what? Showers? It's like when you come to camp this summer, guys, you got to shower every day. Okay, girls are like, they don't shower? I'm telling you. If it wasn't for the pool, brada. <laughs> Why you guys think I put pool games inside of I'm telling you. Because some guys, like, they no shower. Okay? Yeah. Hot and sweaty from Kajavi can and straight to sleep. Straight wake up. Straight to breakfast. <laughs> okay? 
I know, serious. Hey, we're a part of the family. You're going you're gonna to make error, errors. 1 John 1.9, right? What does that say? 1 John 1.9. It should be a, a, memor, a memorized verse within, uh, within the tip of... It says, yes. It says, praise God, okay? Because when we sin, yeah? If we confess it, he's faithful and just to forgive us. Amen? It's like uh, you're not trying to have to, you don't have to beat yourself up, right? You sin, you know you sin, God knows you sin, and you're just kind of like, okay, God, my bad, and you move on again. Amen? And you move on to the, the life that he's created you for. And what did he create us for? Yeah, to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them all that he had taught them. I don't know what it is that you're going to do in this life, but I hope that in everything that you do do, you're, you're asking the question, God, how can I tell these people about you? How can I show these people you? How can I lead them to you? That's the best life that you guys can. I'm hoping that in these next four years, you know, that I can do that every day. Recently, I've been seeing people and feeling like God is telling me, like, you should go talk to that guy. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, no, they can just go to hell. <laughs> I, seriously. And I'm like, that's stupid. But then I don't ever talk to him, you know? Like, I don't talk to them. And you guys are like, you're a bad pastor. I don't care. I'm just being real, okay? So if I'm talking to you, you better be, like, ecstatic because I'm actually being obedient, okay? Right? You guys make like you guys have never done that before. Maybe you haven't said the words, but sometimes I feel like that, right? I feel like, man, I, I, I just didn't tell a guy about Jesus right now. No, I don't feel like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I feel like, what if he died and I would tell him about Jesus, you know? So last night, so I was on Oahu this weekend, right? And we had to fly Island Air. Propeller plane, bro. Okay? Propeller plane. And I get my whole volleyball team. Okay? There's 10 girls, there's me, and there's two parents. Okay? There's 14 of us. So we get to the plane, right? Or we get to the airport and we're waiting. And they're like, um, plane headed to Kahului, Maui, it has been delayed. And I'm like, what? So I go up and talk to the, the, the guys. They're like, why is it delayed? Oh, the plane's broken. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the plane is broken? So like, yeah, we're, we're waiting for another plane that co is coming from Kauai, and then you're going to get on that plane. I'm like, that plane better be working, you know? Because I've heard about those, like, crazy accidents, you know, where, like, the plane crashes and the whole team dies, you know? I'm like, I'd be crazy headlines. Anyway, so I'm sitting on the plane, I'm like, I should, like, talk to all my girls about Jesus, you know? And I'm like, no, that's way too weird. I'm not going to do that. That's jacked up, Right? Exactly. That's what, that's what I mean. Anyway, let's make every effort that we can to rep the Lord. Amen? Jesus gave his all, man, and that took him to the cross. And praise God, praise God, praise God that he came back from the dead because now we have life. Without Jesus, all of this is, none of this means anything. 
Love doesn't mean anything. Hope doesn't mean anything. Peace doesn't mean anything. Like, why are we even doing this if we don't truly believe that the resurrection was real and Jesus was who he says he was, that he was the son living God? Why, why are we even doing any of this, you know? But, 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 if Jesus really was the son of God and if he really is at the right hand of the Father, we're going to see him soon. Even if, even if you live for 75, 80 more years, tell you that's very soon yeah and chances are you guys are not gonna live that long there's all kinds of crazy tragedies that not that, that happen nowadays i mean think of all the people who have cancer it's crazy you know like babies with cancer young people with cancer old people with cancer it seems like that's like the thing that's killing everybody nowadays hey make the most of your time that's all i'm saying Jesus came back to life. Let's not waste our time doing anything else. Let's love him passionately. Let's love others passionately. And when we have the opportunity, let's tell them about the Lord. Amen? I love, I love Cody's testimony, you know? Just repping Jesus. And he was able to pray at this, this, this uh, motocross thing in Hihei, you know? And that opened up the door for him to pray at the bigger race and then he got to meet the christian guy and like you know kind of a cool cool way of repping the lord just with one prayer you know seniors i love i love uh the the time before graduation where you get to say your quote you know and some some like uh some will just rep the lord it's pretty cool you know rather than like your best friend your parents like they just quote scriptures you know i love cba's graduation like they get like what 10 seconds to talk or something and I love the ones that get to get to rep Jesus and you guys have great examples in front of you I mean come five weeks from now four weeks we're gonna have a lot of our our graduates back you know our college crew and they're in college man some of these guys are not in Christian colleges they're in state schools with like crazy party scene and they're still repping Jesus amen right it's able we are able to do more yeah exceedingly and abundantly more because Jesus in it is in our lives. Don't live for the status quo, man. You know what the status quo is? To lift the Toyota with a pit bull tattoo on your shoulder, you know? Or at least, he's like, oh, wait, sorry, just without, without the tattoo part, right? Anyway. <laughs> Hey, live for Jesus. Live for Jesus. Amen?